Welcome back to the Messy Reality Breakdown with your host, Ray. And your girl, Lily. This is the podcast where we cover our favorite reality shows in the name of fun, shade, and a special a messiness. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Ray? I'm great. I'm down here again. So I'm in Richmond again, and I love recording live. I do too. I feel like though we have good energy and, and chemistry, you know, when we do it uh, remotely, it's mm-hmm. just something about being able to watch the show side by side, yeah. getting true reactions. And, you know, I will say one thing that Ray and I try not to do is when we're watching it right next to each other, we try not to talk about the show because obviously we want to save it mm-hmm. for the podcast. So tell us what brings you to town. So I'm bringing the town just to visit my mom and, you know, so I'm off for from I was off since last Friday to this Tuesday. So I'm just enjoying my break. Well deserved. So I'm here and I probably talked about this last time. I don't even know, but I, I went to cookout because where I live, there really is no cookout around. And I got like a good meal for less than 10 bucks. <laughs> less than 10 bucks people in 2023. But I do need to say <laughs> that, you know, when I went to college, Cookout was the clutch. Is that what the people say? It's the clutch. It was the the plug. That's what the young <laughs> folks say. <laughs> it was the plug because all of their trays used to be $5.55. And back then, they only had one tray. I think they have two trays, like a big tray and a mini tray. But it's definitely gone up since mm-hmm. um, college. But I guess that's How what happened. How much is it? Like ten, almost $10? I think it went up to like 7 something. I didn't really pay attention today. But I remember it used to be five fifty five. Because you used to get like... Like, a, I guess, like a sandwich and then two sides. And then, and the, then drink. the drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was, I won't say that it went down in quality. I mean, it, I've had better, but it wasn't awful. And it was really, really nostalgic, you know, mm-hmm. to go back down memory lane. And yeah, the last time I went to cookout, though, because Ray and I went together, I was almost hesitant because the last time homegirl in the damn drive through had a little attitude with me. And so I told her when she was talking to me crazy, I said, hold on, ma'am. And then I drove off because what I'm not going to do is let somebody disrespect me. Okay. I know my worth. How about you? (laughs) Anywho. So I'm really excited because right now we are covering College Hill, South (laughs) Beach. Okay. Y'all know I have short-term memory. And we are on season six, episode seven. And the name of this episode is The New Girl. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If you haven't watched this episode yet, make sure if you're going to eat, eat first, okay? Because there were a lot of, mm, I won't say a lot of, but they just kept showing something that was really distracting and disturbing. And Mm. I'm going to get into it when we talk about the summary. Tell us, what is this episode about? So this episode, the roommates get an announcement that they're going to Key West. Brandon drinks too much and gets sick. And Paul and Chris worry that Kyle has an eating disorder. Mm. We'll start us off. How did the episode begin? We see Chris and Kyle. They're talking, you know, typical talk, 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 talk. Talking about what? So basically they're saying that they would like to go surfing and jet skiing and do, you know, water activities. And parasailing, right? Mm -hmm. And since they're in Miami on the beach. Two questions. Mm -hmm. One, have you ever been to Miami? Mm -hmm. You have? Oh, no. I bet you. I have not been to Miami. Okay. Second question is, have you ever done any, like, outdoors, watery-type activities, like parasailing, skiing? So, you know, I would, I can't swim, but I would love to do, like, a jet ski. I always found that to be fun. Mm-hmm. But have you done anything? Uh-oh. Sorry, I had to burn. That, that, that cookout <laughs> wasn't back up, y'all. No, so it's like, I haven't really done anything water-related except, like, going to a water park, which I love to do. Which water park do you go to? Well, I've only been to, well... 
There's like it, so in Alexandria, there's like a like we have like a local water park mm-hmm. there that was like a few years ago. Like an amusement? Like a little small amusement park. So it's like they have a golf like area, but then they also have like a water park. They have a wave pool and like two water oh, slides. Okay. Is it called Adventure Landing? I don't know. That might have been a Florida thing, because I remember almost drowned in a wave pool. I'll tell y'all. I think I might have shared yeah. that story before. But continue. But like um I'm not really a water person, but I do enjoy like the water rides and stuff. And it's I funny. Bet you do. Was that sexual? Thing? No, I was saying <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I feel like that's something, but we're gonna have to go back. But anyway, um, you know, it's funny we're talking about the beach because I remember when I went to Virginia Beach. I don't know if I told this story, but I remember when I went to Virginia Beach with my uncle and my cousins. Like I was so scared to get in the ocean. Like I just got in and just ran out. But did you enjoy it after you got in there? No, I just it was enough. You were it like, was yeah. Enough. I think, you know, I don't mind going to the beach, but like, I'm not gonna swim. I'm gonna just stay in the area that I can stand. Mm-hmm. Nothing where I have to like. Right, right, right. Trying know. to float yourself exactly. and try to catch. <laughs> I can't swim at all. Um, that's not a secret either. Mm-hmm. Not to feed into the stereotype, but I think he and I just did that. But no, I yeah. really can't swim, but I can't swim because no one ever taught me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm at an age where I'm willing to learn how, though I should with all mm-hmm. of these natural disasters happening um, left and right. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how to swim, but I do want to go to the beach, but because I have anxiety about traveling, mm-hmm. that's why I don't. But if it were up to me, I'd probably be at the beach like every other weekend, honestly. I will say, I guess the rest is all up. I will say like, I don't really have an interest in going to Miami. Yeah, I don't think I do either, but I think it's a Florida thing. It's not yeah. even just Miami specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, Miami seems like it's super crowded. Yeah, even before, you know, the Santa Things politically there, changed. Just yeah. in general, I had no interest in going. Mm-hmm. So, and also with me being a thicker girl, I ain't trying to go down there and I see all these little skinny ass heifers and these thongs and shit. Well, you call it a bikini. I ain't got time for all that. I'm good. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, the roommates want to go in their bikinis and swim trucks and enjoy fun on the beach. Mm-hmm. And Kyle wonders about the new roommate that will come. Chris says he doesn't really care. and He doesn't, you know, want another one. And he says that they have to earn their stripes and prove themselves, which, okay. Chris, who the fuck are you? Excuse my language, but like. It's not that deep. He has went from being like the underdog the first couple of episodes to like starting to become, he's starting to get on my nerves. Not to say that like other people haven't gotten on my nerves, but mm-hmm. he's starting to feel himself a little bit too much. I don't know if it's because Tiffany's giving him some attention or maybe other things. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm not really feeling Chris um, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the next scene, Paul is in the kitchen with Kyle and Paul is looking for something to eat while Kyle is sitting down eating food. And Paul says that like every time he looks around, someone's always like stuffing their face. Like food is just going mm-hmm. at a very quick and rapid rate. I wonder if, no, cause I was gonna ask if he was an only child. Now, this is me having fake ADD, but I want to bring this up. When I grew up, you know, I grew up as an only child. And then when my step-siblings would come over, there was like three of them. And I remember my mom getting upset because we were going through juice a lot faster because it's just me, my mom, and her husband. So that's three people going through orange juice, which would Mm -hmm. take maybe like a week or so. But then you have like an additional three other people and stuff is going by like this. Mm So when Paul was saying that, I understood where he was coming from. Um, But yeah, and you see Paul is, or Chris is, I'm sorry, Kyle (laughs) is eating something, right? Mm -hmm. And he tells Paul, well, after I finish this meal, I'm going to go ahead and throw it up. 
And Paul says in the confessional, like, he doesn't really know how to take what Kyle is telling him because Kyle is always just saying, like, random stuff. And he really doesn't know if he's being serious or not. Um, so then Paul goes and he speaks to Chris and he tells him, like, yo, you need to go talk to Kyle because he just said that he's going to try to make himself throw up. And Kyle starts denying it, like, telling Chris, well, not don't listen to Paul, saying that, you know, I, I don't know. But Paul is going to Kyle saying, like, so you're saying that you didn't just say that you're not trying to throw mm-hmm. up? And yeah. So then you see Kyle kind of leaves after eating his meal. And Paul's like, yo, where are you about to go? And I forgot where he said, but it wasn't the bathroom. But that is actually where mm-hmm. he went. And you could hear him throwing up. What did you think about that entire scene? I mean, I definitely think it was heavy. Mm. And I think it was important to showcase. Like, it kind of reminds me. It's like, I know, like, currently we're having these conversations about, like, body culture. It was, like, 2000s body culture. And, like, you know, what was deemed as you know, quote-unquote fat is mm-hmm. really not. Like, just... And can I just go into mm-hmm. that for a second? I remember they would say that Jennifer Hudson was fat. Mm-hmm. They would say that America Fiera... Am I saying her name? Ferreira. Ferreira was fat. They would say that Jessica Simpson was fat. And you look back at these people, and they really weren't they fat. Were. They were maybe average size, but still mm-hmm. small. And it's sad that our society mm-hmm. puts pressure. And to be honest with you, if you lose weight, someone's going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. If you gain weight, someone's going to talk about you. It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to be criticized regardless, but and, continue. I'm sorry. And I just think it was important too that Kyle's talking about this, especially you don't hear really a lot of men talk about like their, you know, eating disorders, you know, the issues they have with food in their body. And especially I would say black men too. You don't really hear, I don't, for me, I don't really hear that a lot. So I think it's really like courageous of him to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to say the last time I ever seen them talk about male eating disorders was on Degrassi. When Toby, remember he was taking oh, laxatives? Yeah. yeah. But that, that was the last time I've ever seen them talk about it from a male's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kyle leaves, you know, we hear him throwing up in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Chris says that he's going to bring it up later, even though he doesn't want to, but he feels like, you know, it's important. I want to make sure he's safe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we see Kyle and Chris get in the van. They're going to the grocery store. And Chris says he wants to talk to Kyle about his personal issues. One being with bulimia, I would say, because he was throwing up. I hope, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and he, cause he says he doesn't want to see anything happen to him. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that like, since the past couple of episodes, Chris and um, Paul seem to be getting closer with each other. Um, so it is nice to know that they are growing a relationship. And on, honestly, and I know it sounds stupid, but I just feel like it's worth mentioning. I feel like sometimes straight men can be kind of homophobic. But I appreciate the fact that, like, they just have a genuine friendship and that Chris can genuinely just care about Mm -hmm. um, Kyle without it being, you know, a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, speak on it. I would say, honestly, someone who grew up in the 2000s. And again, this is probably similar to different other type of decades, but, like. It's so funny, like, thinking how that we thought it was more progressive, but, like, mm-hmm. it really wasn't. It wasn't progressive, progressive but unfortunately, <laughs> it was at the same time yeah. because you never saw that dynamic of, like, at least not then. I really don't recall mm-hmm. seeing that. Or if it did, it was like, like, we don't really talk about Kyle's sexuality, and I, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. he's just a guy. Now, he's still a little asshole. That has nothing to do with his sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> he is an asshole. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say that because y'all remember, I really liked Kyle in the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. But I did have a soft spot for him during this episode, specifically to this topic. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't hear a lot of men, black men, speak about having confidence or confidence issues, self-esteem issues, mm-hmm. but also to the fact that it's so progressive, not progressive, but extreme that it becomes an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. You really don't hear uh, people you know, open up about yeah. that. And he also opened about how long he's been dealing with this. He says he's dealt with this since he was eight years old. And like you said, it goes back to his own self-confidence issues and how he's not comfortable in his own body. And Chris encourages him not to, you know, encourages him not to be that way and says that he doesn't want him to be a statistic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> we're laughing. The topic's not funny, it's but not. Chris, when I'm he sorry. said statistic, he didn't say it correctly. And I'd asked Ray, I was like, did you catch how he pronounced it? And he was like, yeah, he said statistic. I was like, no, he didn't. So we rewound it and I played it again. And homeboy definitely said like this, this, he said it wrong. I can't even mispronounce it, but it was all jacked up. But the point is, he cared enough to mm-hmm. want to um, call him out and say like, "Listen, you know, you're a good friend of mine." He didn't say that. I'm just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But he looked at his friend. And he was like, "I don't want you to become another statistic. I don't want you to, you know, die from this." Essentially, mm-hmm. and you know, Kyle did say that he is going to try his best to open up a little bit more about his battles because he definitely came off defensive at first, saying like. Um, it's none of your business. Now, I do want to mention this, though. Mm-hmm. And I hope I don't come off insensitive. But you initially said that it was no one's business. But yet, you casually threw it out there to Paul that after you ate this meal, you were going to throw up. So, I don't know if that was, like, a call out for help. Yeah. And Paul was trying to, like... But then I can see where Paul's coming from. Because the way, like you said, the way that Kyle talks, he does seem to say stuff in jokes. He's very just boisterous. You don't know when he's being exactly. serious or not. So yeah. it's like, hmm, that could just be something thrown away. Like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. So, but I also think he didn't think that, he probably didn't think that Paul was going to take it as serious. To as, care enough. Yeah. So then for Kyle, it kind of just, I would say maybe blew up in his face and he's trying to like, okay, no, that's not what I meant. You know, right. he doesn't want to bring it up. But now that it's out there, it's like, you can't really hide it. Right. And the scene was really disturbing just mm-hmm. to hear it. Um, but I am appreciative, especially BET, and I don't mm-hmm. mean to single them out like that, but to bring this topic up because I don't think people realize, like, people in the black community, we suffer from eating disorders. Lord, I had my own little eating disorder, not to the extreme that I was throwing up, but I was scared to eat around people. I still am kind of that way, but not as bad as I was growing up. I was sitting in a room and, like, starved myself because I grew up in the era of Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, and I went to a predominantly white school, so you have a bunch of super skinny girls around you that are white, you know, but they're not curvy. I developed a lot earlier than the rest of my um, classmates and stuff, and so I had my own issues, and what sucks is, like, body dysmorphia. How do you say it? Body dysmorphia? Now me trying to talk about... Um, Chris and I can barely pronounce stuff a damn self. But I had, and I still have body dysmorphia, but as I've gotten older, I realize like I can't really be rough with my weight because I don't want to live the rest of my life saying, oh, I wish I were smaller. It's like mm-hmm. you're not really living. You're living in getting yeah. caught up in like body, you know, mm-hmm. ideas. So I'm, I am grateful that we are living in a society that's a lot more body positive. I feel like that's a term that it, we've heard a lot more in the past at least decade or so. And I do like the fact that I feel like as black people, especially like, I want to say more maybe millennials and up or maybe late gen X and up, whatever, that we're talking about these issues more and like trying to like not hide it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are suffering from these issues. And you know, one thing I heard growing up by something I remember be like, you know, for example, like suicide, that's like a white people, mm-hmm. don't do that. Or 
Sorry, it kind of reminds me so in uh, I was with Degrassi. Oh my goodness, I have to, Degrassi was so good for- It was progressive It really fun. was, and yeah. I was watching that from elementary school, like from third grade all the way to mm-hmm. senior year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was the episode where Ellie um, was cutting herself. Mm. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. And like, you know, I was, I, you know, I was talking to my dad and I was like, I don't, I didn't really understand. He was like, you know, that's basically, they're saying like, he was just saying, yeah, she was depressed and you know, some people kind of, Instead of, I guess, talking about it, they, like... Self-harming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was just... He and all the other people that I heard... But you know, that's, like, you know, that's something, like, white people. Mm-hmm. We don't really do that. But then you had Willow Smith come out, who's yeah. black. And she is of privilege, but she still mm-hmm. was suffering. And she talked about how she used to self-harm. So mm-hmm. now you have that conversation. I'm getting goosebumps, but, like, in the best way possible. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, black people suffer the same way mm-hmm. as our white counterparts. Um, but for some reason we get shunned for speaking up or if you get comfortable or you even if you say like let's say it's a it's a, a joke that i always see but it is funny but not funny but if you go to your parents and you're like hey mom i'm depressed and they're like you want to go depress them dishes like <laughs> like <laughs> black people are not allowed to like have yeah. you know and it's sad and i'm laughing but you kind of have to laugh through the pain but that is true like and that's the like we always laugh our people you always laugh through the pain because, right like if you you know, just keep pressing it, then it's like you're just gonna mm-hmm. just be so sad. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't mean to cut you off. So you were going into like um, Degrassi and talking about self harm. Yeah. Were no, you- I was just saying that to use the fact that sometimes black people they'll say like if someone's going like again suicide or again mm-hmm. like bulimia or disorders. depression, or that's yeah. like something that white people do. You don't really do that. It's just like we have to deal with it and just like do our thing and continue. Yeah, and I, but I am grateful because I'm BT really. They did a great job. Like last mm-hmm. episode, I was really impressed because they were talking about voting. Mm-hmm. And I think they were really responsible for doing that. And then this episode, we're talking about eating disorders. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them for bringing it to the forefront. You know what I mean? I think it's an important conversation to be had. Also, last uh, last point. Mm-hmm. I feel like, too, it goes to show that, you know, if you're going with eating disorder, doesn't mean you are like skin and bones mm-hmm. because anyone no matter weight can have one yeah because i feel like especially because that's what i thought years because that's the image that i would always see mm-hmm. i don't really see someone who's you know bigger you know more average or whatever mm-hmm. size having mean disorder right so i thought it was important to to bring up yeah, bring up for sure all right so moving on we see allison enter the room with the rest of the roommates and she shows up with the chest but no one knows what's in it Mm-hmm. So they open it and she pulls out a map and then you hear Kyle screaming like ah! Ah! <laughs> So and I didn't really I thought I was like that can't be Tiffany is it Milan? I didn't realize it was Kyle. I thought it was Tiffany at first and I was like oh. But that's like so not her. So I should have known it was <laughs> Kyle. Um and so she announces that they're going on an RV trip to Key West for an outdoor adventure. And to celebrate the vacation, Brandon decides to well, before I jump cuz I'm getting a little yeah. ahead of myself. I just wanted to bring this up. Do you think that Kyle knew the whole time that they were going to have a trip? I was going to say that because it's so convenient that they mentioned that in the, in the beginning of the episode. That, oh my God, we want to go on water ski trips. And then and now. to bring up parasailing. Is that like, <laughs> so random? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Shout out to you, producers. Right. The planting that. <laughs> now, I'm going to go ahead and move forward. So it's later in the evening, and to celebrate the vacation, Brandon decides that he's going to invite some friends over, and he says he wants to drink to the point where he passes out because he wants to sleep on his way to the trip going to uh, Key West. Wait, before I'm sorry, I have a question. Mm-hmm. 
I, do you sleep comfortably when you're just drunk? Like, I never understood people like, I'm going to drink out, drink until I just, you know, I'm going to get drunk and then like pass out. I don't, because it's like, if you are, even if you're tipsy or like drunk, for when I've been, not so many times, but. <laughs> But like, no, it's just like, if I'm like feeling like a little tipsy drunk and I'm going to sleep, I feel tired, but like, I don't really have the best sleep. I can't really speak to that. I will say that there have been nights where I'm like, damn, I really can't. So I might do a shot, Mm -hmm. but just a shot to get that warmth in your chest. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But no, like, or sometimes I might drink a glass of wine and I'm like, oh man, I feel sleepy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the best like sleep I've ever had. It's more of like a a power nap. You know what I mean? Mm But I can't stand how I feel after I wake up from a night of drinking. Sometimes I can get right up and I'm good to go. But then there's other times where, you know, you have a hangover. Now, mine might not be like I got to throw up or anything, but just like that headache that comes along with it. And I'll say the only other time I feel that way is when I drink, not drink, but when I take Benadryl or Z-Quil. Z-Quil has the same active ingredient. Hopefully I'm not wrong, but I'm pretty confident. It has the same active ingredient as um, Benadryl. Mm-hmm. And so like that head, like I feel really like, ooh. Like, I don't know, like I don't feel like, I'm, I don't feel refreshed mm-hmm. when I wake up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand like drinking to the point, like you're just gonna knock, knock. <laughs> Well, Brandon is quite immature, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> I think that we can't really take what he says for like is it face value is that what people say like i just think that brandon is so out there and as the episodes progress the more and more his true colors are showing Mm -hmm. and i have to say i'm not a fan yeah so anyways yeah he makes that announcement that he wants to get drunk until he passes out so he can sleep on his way to key west and so the only person that joins him from the house is allison and you know what's kind of funny is last episode all of the roommates were like all in for like getting drunk and mm-hmm. being irresponsible before they had to do like a what was it camp not canvassing but just kind of helping out with mm-hmm. voting but this episode you know everyone's responsible they go to bed except for the two that were singled out last episode mm-hmm. which was brandon and allison and so they're the only ones that are drinking and then once brandon's guests leave he and Allison are alone in the kitchen, continuing to drink together. How did he say it in the confessional? He knew he had two options, which was to go to bed or what? Or to drink more with Allison. And he said that he chooses the latter, yeah. right? All right, let's get into what happened when Brandon uh, wakes up in the middle of the night. So, yeah, so so we see Allison and Brandon. They're drinking vodka. They have Pepsi, Sierra, Miss chocolate chip cookies, chips ahoy to be exact. The chunky. Do they still make the chunky? They do. <laughs> they still make the chunky. I think the packaging is what threw me off, but oh, continue. Okay. And like, so they're drinking and then we see eventually that they're going to bed. So we see them all asleep, you know, and out of the blue, Brandon just gets up and he- Is it really out of the blue though? I mean, for (laughs) so basically Brandon like gets up from his bed, he just starts throwing up and it's all over the floor. And then he rushes to the bathroom and continues to throw up. And then we see like the flashback. (laughs) I was so weak. He was so drunk. And you know, production is very petty. But I just feel like it was funny because that's exactly how it is. Like you sit there and you have flashbacks of like, why did I let myself get this drunk? There was a scene who was like, is this, what is it? This is a man's world. (laughs) And then you see him taking another shot. He's like, I don't even feel it yet. Like they're showing all these flashbacks and now he's paying for it. Continue. And they were like doing close-ups of the throw up and it looked like eggs. 
Like, I felt, it was very chunky. Yeah. It looked, <laughs> sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I had burped. But yeah, it was just like production yeah. had a lot of B-roll footage mm-hmm. of that disgusting ass throw up. And I was like, we get it. Like they just yeah. kept taking every in-between scenes to show the fucking throw up. They're going to let you know. And then it's like, so he goes, he comes from the bathroom. I don't know if he washed his hands or not. But anyway, he co- he leaves the bathroom. He And he, then he just goes back to bed. Doesn't even clean up. up the up chunk. Exactly. Just leave him on the floor. So now we fast forward. It's 3 a.m. And we hear the phone ring. Chris answers. And then Kyle walks up. He sees the throw up right on the floor. And what did he say? He was like, who did that? He was like, no, he was like, ew. Ew. <laughs> ew. And then... <laughs> Like he was really dramatic and then he got very calm because it reminded me of like when you're watching Law and Order or like one of those detective shows. Because he went into this mode, he was like, Who threw up? Or what did he ask? He's like, who, who, did who, who did this? Who did this? <laughs> and it just reminded me of like a police investigation show when like they're like trying to get down to like the CSI, like CSI. That's blood splatter. Yeah. And it's like, Ray, tell me more about the scene. Who did this? Chris was like, like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know, I don't know. And then, you know, they move to another scene where they're inside of Brandon's room. And Tiffany goes in the room. And Brandon, of course, is sleeping like a freaking baby, right? So she wakes him up and she's like, hey, did you throw up on the floor? And, of course, in true Brandon fashion, he wakes up, he shakes his head, denying that he threw up on the floor. And she follows up with the question, well, then who did it? And so slowly some of the other roommates are going into Brandon's room. Sorry. And- just mention that and he had the nerve after she said it and then close his eyes back right like <laughs> and you got it smelling like fucking potential eggs stomach acid no one knows and you're over here sleeping like a baby and it's disgusting because it's probably been sitting there for a few minutes mm-hmm. if not an hour or so and throw up even if it's just the smallest amount fucking stinks i'm sorry i'm cussing i'm sorry i just feel so passionate about how disgusting throw up is and some people when they see throw up it makes them gag mm-hmm. and i'm one of those like when I used to work at Walgreens and I was the freaking manager and someone threw up in the bathroom, we didn't have freaking custodians or anyone to be like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, do you mind, Mr. Johnson from um, <laughs> from uh, Albert Elementary, like, do you mind cleaning that up? No, I had to clean the shit up. Now, what I will say is for those of you who are in the same position where you worked as a manager or you have to clean up throw up, maybe you are a parent, maybe you got a dog, the best way to clean it up, because I mean, it's disgusting, is take you a cardboard like a box, rip a piece off and just scrape it in one um, scoop. And then you can just discard it that way versus you playing with it back and forth. I mean, it's disgusting. But anyways, Brandon, like I said, he denies that he threw up and he takes his little happy ass back to sleep. And really that was some bitch ass shit. I'm just gonna tell you like it is. Any other thoughts? No. But speaking of being more pissed at this scene, we see Chris, you know, Chris talks about his confessional. He says that he discovers Brandon because the tracks of puke go to his are from his room. Like it tracks from his room. There's a trail. So, yeah. And Chris says, you know, it's taking everything in him not to smack Brandon. And says that he doesn't like liars. Yeah, he's like, every time he catches a whiff of that shit, he just wanna get violent, right? Well, Brandon, I mean, well, Chris slap slap him then. Right, right. <laughs> slap him. That's oh, what I'm joke. saying. <laughs> like, I don't I'm not saying that Chris does not have the right to yeah. be upset. But Chris be doing a whole lot of damn talking in them confessionals. Yeah, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him actually tell Brandon his like talk to him about how he feels about him and the right. issues he has with him. It's kind of fake. And so it'll be nice to see that we're on episode seven. And speaking of, 
I find it funny that it took us seven episodes for them to see them even do anything like aquatic. Mm, like why yeah, would like they be in South activities. Beach and not? Yeah. yeah. We well, were, the first episode they were at the pool. No. Oh, they met at the um, shore. on the yacht. I mean, yes, but, but it wasn't an activity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like I said, um, they just keep showing all the fu- production. Really, overdid themselves. They outdid themselves with showing us to throw up. Like they just mm-hmm. kept showing it over and over again. So I'm gonna keep telling y'all that it showed it <laughs> over and over again. And so then Brandon claims in a confessional. Let me tell you, he really is a bitch. A N. Okay, <laughs> for those who know what I mean, fill in the blank. I really do not like Brandon. So he claims in a confessional that the last thing he remembers is taking shots. And then the next thing he knows, he wakes up and there's just a whole mess over the floor. And he claims that he doesn't know if it was him or if it was his roommate. But he says that he doesn't remember anything. And at this point, Chris is heated. And he starts going off about to throw up. And so then you see Milan. Now, you know Milan is Prissy. She is like Mm -hmm. Barbie girl. You know what I mean? So I sound like Heavenly. Y'all know Dr. Heavenly? You know what I mean? I know he don't watch the show. We'll talk about I mean, her. I, know, I know who she is, though. But you got to know her mannerisms. Okay. But that's fine. <laughs> Anyways. So Milan is seen holding her nose. And she disgust, she's disgusted when she sees the throw up. And in the confessional, she says, like, and I love, l- listen, Milan can come off super judgmental at times. But when she makes a point, she makes a point. Mm-hmm. So she says um, that, you know, everyone they're all adults and she feels like people should know their limit when it comes to consuming alcohol do you agree with that how do you feel about people drinking you know i definitely think they should know their limits and i understand that these are young adults you know like when you're a young adult you're just trying to live wild and free but again you still have like some type of um common sense and critical thinking and you should know better than to over drink And, yeah. <laughs> and you should be just a man about it or just responsible. Be like, I did it and clean it up. So it's so funny because I'm just like, it's clear that he's lying because just like, for example, I wake up two o'clock in the morning, take a piss and go back to sleep and then wake up a few hours later and still remember that I took that piss at two. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate, even though I do not like him and y'all know that. But some people are blacked out when they're drunk. And I can only speak from experience, maybe not my own. <laughs> but I do remember going out was that last year? Yeah, it was almost a year ago. I went out with someone and they mm-hmm. were never they weren't really a drinker to begin with, but they were drunk. Mm-hmm. And they did they threw up and we got kicked out because of it. Mm-hmm. Um cuz you know I could hold mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But they, unfortunately, they could not. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm recalling things, I was like, yeah. Like, it was the next morning because mm-hmm. I let them stay with me. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, you threw up in mm-hmm. the club. And they were like, I threw up? Mm-hmm. And they had no idea. So then I had made them coffee, which wasn't the smartest thing. It's not? Not when you already puking because I, oh, okay. co- I gave them coffee and they threw up. And oh. so then they kept throwing up. And I guess, though they didn't remember that they threw up, here's the reminder. So I'm not saying that Brandon doesn't remember because mm-hmm. he I don't like yeah. him. And I feel like he loses a lot of credibility because you see how he handles things. But I'm going to play devil's advocate and wonder, was he blacked out? Mm-hmm. And did he genuinely not remember? But you know what's funny, though? It's like, I know that, for example, 
like someone who's drink who has a lot of drinks or i remember sometimes i've had a lot of drinks but i'm still aware of everything like i know that i'm drunk but i'm like walk like i'm aware of my surroundings and no like i'm not walking sloppily but also that's very interesting to bring self-awareness to your attention which you probably are self-aware you're not like average height so i feel like it might take you a little bit longer to get drunk than like but i'm also someone that doesn't drink a lot that's what i'm saying so you know i mean and you probably know your limit now right i mean i know my limits like, I can't see you, like, dr- like have you ever been so drunk that it's to the point where you're like, you know, I'll just drink anything. I'm, no. Yeah, that's not <laughs> you. So I feel like, for me, I think the last time, well, it was that night too, but I, I wasn't as bad. But I think the last time I really got drunk, <laughs> and I really don't drink as much now, but I think the last time, I think I had turned, like, 25. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was out there, you know, and I... <sighs> I remember I had a crush on this nerd at like, I, I, I go to karaoke, you guys, not as much now, but you know, once you go to karaoke, you start to see the same people all the time. And there was this one guy and he was weird. I knew that he was weird. And I knew to never confess out loud that I had a crush on him. Cause everyone would be like, yo, you like the weird guy. But mm-hmm. that night, apparently I kissed him. And I kind of remember, cause I remember the wetness of his lips, but I don't remember anything else after that. I can't believe I'm just confessing. You know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, you can start telling your business, but like, you know, there are moments where you just forget things, you know, okay. but I think you're more responsible than most. And I appreciate that about you. I'm trying you. not to judge. Like, you but, can judge. I think but it's Brandon, okay. Brandon though is gross. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like Brandon loses a lot of credibility because yeah. we know his reputation in general, but I'm going to try to be nice and give him the benefit of the doubt and say that there could have been maybe with him, maybe a mm-hmm. 2% chance that he just does not remember. I respect that. I, I see mm-hmm. your point. I mean, I'm not agreeing. I'm just no, saying. No, but I get your point because some people do go off the rails. And don't remember. Right. So we see Brandon. He has like a bottle of Windex or Pine Saw cleaning product in his hand. <clears throat> oh, wow. And then he says to Paul, I'm doing this just to get it done. And I'm just being responsible. Right. But if you were responsible, it wouldn't took the whole house to get on you just to clean the store up. And the thing is, why would everyone deny that they threw up? If everyone's saying, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. The <laughs> motherfucker, they looking at you, so you must have did it. So even if you don't remember that you did it, and they tell you, bro, that was you. And mm-hmm. even Chris said, you know, I can tell that he was the one that did it because by process of elimination, look at where this throw up trail is coming mm-hmm. from. It's yeah. coming from your motherfucking room. Why am I, ooh, I don't like that damn Brandon. <laughs> That's why I'm mad at myself for giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just trying to meet him a little bit halfway. Meet me halfway. Oh, right at the borderline is where I'm gonna stay. I can't go any further than this. You better sing that song. That was a good era, speaking of. I can't stand that song. I like it, but her voice annoys me when she sings them. Oh, <laughs> <is say>. whatever she's doing um anyways i got a little distracted with that but yeah so brandon does finally clean up the damn um throw up but then he's acting like the fucking um victim he plays victim all the time and here he is once again playing victim in the confessional talking mm-hmm. about how like nobody likes him everyone's talking about his talking behind his back so he decides to clean up the yada 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 and mm-hmm. is getting on his nerves well brandon did you ever think that maybe you getting on their nerves and that's why they're talking about you and the only person in the house that I feel like can tolerate him or I guess cordially gets along with him is It's the outcast. <laughs> yes, Allison. <laughs> oh, so 
And I think a lot of that is like because of Kyle. Like the enemy of my enemy is like, Yeah. Honestly, um, Kyle, I think, is the reason why there is so much division in the household. And I think that it really started with how he ostracized. Oh, how you say that word? Thank you. I had to throw the uh, ball to you so you could catch it. <laughs> but how he did that to Terry. Because you remember, he turned on Terry. I mean, no, I'm not making that up. No, he turned he on He voted Mo. her. Then he voted her out the house. He voted out. Not at first, but yeah. then he turned around and did it again. And then he started to change on her. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because remind me about the changing on somebody later. Just re- okay. pin this comment later. Okay. All right. And so now we're switching it up. We're finally getting out the house smelling like all that throw up. Like, they're finally getting away from the house that smells like throw up. They're getting on the bus, and, you know, they get all rested, right? Because now they're finally about to go Mm -hmm. to um, Key West. Mm -hmm. And as they finally get on the bus and get comfortable, someone knocks on the door. Tell us what happened. Someone knocks on the door. They're like, she's like, hey, girl. She's like, hey, everyone. And it ends up, and Kyle yells at her, hell no. But then we see in the confessional, her name is Kay, K-A-Y. She is a senior at Florida International University. And Kay, you know, she talks about how she she hears the anger in his voice, um, Kyle, and they calls him. Well, he she says that he hears like a chunky guy. She hears like a chunky guy Bashing them. in the background, like going off. And like, she says that she hears the anger in his voice and everything and that he's just not pleased to see her there. Now, can I go back to this? Mm-hmm. Beginning of the episode, didn't it seem like Kyle was excited to get a new roommate or he cared enough to know that there was a new roommate coming up? He brought it up at least two times, yeah. right? Yeah, because I feel like Chris was the one that was not feeling and Kyle's like, hmm, well, I wonder who. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. I was actually surprised to see his reaction. Mm-hmm. Really everyone's reaction, but continue. Yeah, so she goes in and you know, beats everyone, says hi. And then when she sees Brandon, when Brandon sees her, they're like, you know, they both hug each other. And then we see Brandon in the confessional saying that he's happy to see her because she's a friend from school. Called her by her government name, Catherine. Oh, <laughs> and how he has an ally in the house. No. Yeah, he says that her being there is like a breath mm. of fresh air. But like, I wonder if she is privy to Brandon's ways already. Mm. And maybe it's kind of out of the convenience. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, thank goodness I know somebody here because, you know. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like I feel like if this was Allison, I would actually understand her more point of view. If, like, let's say it was a friend of hers to come, because I do feel like she is alienated in the house. Mm-hmm. And I know we got on her a few times, but I don't like. I know I've said this last time. I don't think she's anything that bad for people to really just not fuck with her. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. I'm like, okay, it's good that Allison has someone in the house that she can be cool with. But for Brandon, like you said, what we said, he doesn't take any responsibility. Like, again, this whole throw-up situation could have been deaded if he just cleaned it up. Immediately. And, like, he acts like people hate him for no reason, but it's clear. There's reasons. There's a list of reasons. So, basically, he's happy to see her. And then we see Kyle give her the stank eye. Yeah. He's good for that. Mm -hmm. You know who Kyle reminds me of? Is Nini. Because I don't know if you remember, but like on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, every time a new mm-hmm. castmate would come on, and honestly, Giselle from Housewives of Potomac, they have this thing that when somebody mm-hmm. new comes on there, they are not welcoming to them at yeah. all. Well, just to put it out there, Nene is jealous of Candy, Giselle is jealous of Monique. I mean, I don't disagree. So. The and, people have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I totally agree with you. I didn't even think about that, but that is right. Yeah, so... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Because just like Nini, it's like she'll be funny, but then it's like her attitude can be really just... 
miserable. Yeah, she's and just, and very that's miserable. just like Kyle as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to know too. It's like, why would they introduce a, a new roommate in the middle of the night, like the early morning? For drama, people sleepy. Well, we trying to get people on the edge, you know. You got someone that just threw up. This sounds like a really good time to introduce somebody. Which I don't understand. Why didn't they um, invite her or bring her on there? Like as soon as what's her name got voted out. I don't know. Mm. I guess they had to go through the process. While it was unexpected, probably mm-hmm. sort of okay. Let's find someone in that. Yeah, it was weird. But you know, Kay is still trying to be positive. She approaches the group with a lot of energy and she says that she's been waiting all day to meet them. Mm-hmm. And while she's speaking, um, like you said, Kyle was giving her a real stank eye. And Milan says that she really doesn't know how to feel about her because, you know, they gave her a, room, a new roommate and she wasn't really in the place. I don't think any of them were really receptive to receiving a new mm-hmm. roommate. And Kyle immediately says to her, you know, because I think she was about to remove herself like to go talk mm-hmm. to Brandon again or something but Kyle was like well I'm about to gossip about you mm-hmm. but what is it the gossip you don't know her she just got on the bus she barely got the chair warm well he goes off and says like um well we see Brandon tell Kay that they're going to Key West she decided and then we she go we see her with the other roommates and they're laying down and then Kyle says um Kyle calls Brandon a backstabbing bitch but then Kyle also says to Kay that she's going to have to work hard to be here. Like, extremely hard. Like, this is America's Next Top Model. Right. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's all that drama. Like, it's the middle of the night. Yeah. So why does Paul, I'm sorry, not Paul. Why does Kyle have this much energy to just be, mm-hmm. he's miserable. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Is. And it's, and, um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, like you were saying, so... Kyle is saying that he doesn't think it's a good idea for her to hang out with Brandon because, you know, Brandon's a backstabbing little bitch. But speaking of, you remember I said I wanted to pin something Mm -hmm. earlier? Kyle, you're a backstabber. You're fake. You have the tendency to switch on people. Mm -hmm. You switched up on um, Terry. You are switching up on Allison because Allison was being very liberated to tell you about her life and about her sexual preferences Mm -hmm. and to be very open about her, you know, experiences with just whatever. Yeah. And you took that, threw it in her face, and you switched up on her. And then the energy was off. Like, you mm-hmm. do the same thing. So, I guess real recognize real. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, because I just don't yeah. like when people try to act like, like, Kyle, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Really? And I'm mad at him. I think this is why I'm being so tough because I really liked Kyle initially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's going to be great for the show. Yeah. You know, he's great for TV. But I don't like when you see that. I don't want to call him demonic. That's too dark. But just that thing that switches. Like negative? Like negative. And I, I hate to compare him to Nini, but it is the same thing. Like Nini, when she's full of light, when she's full of positive energy, when she's like the light of the party, we love her. We admire mm-hmm. her for that. But when they turn that miserable, uh, turn into like a miserable mm-hmm. miserable mode or whatever, yeah, it just, it's painful to watch. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. cringe. Like me trying to get through this conversation and I'm struggling <laughs> with every other word. But yeah, I don't really care for it. And speaking of being miserable, Kyle also throws Milana by saying, you know, Milan is the reason why you're here in the first place. Right. And then Milan is like, uh, no, she was like, we're not going to get into that. Right, right, right. 
So, but then yeah. you have Kay, and she's opening up about herself, and she says that she's 21 years old mm-hmm. and that she's biracial. Sorry, Paul. You know, you can tell <laughs> Paul was like, dang, that was going to be my storyline. Um, and she said that her mother is from Pakistan and her father is black. And Paul is looking at her, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but she says she's originally from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Kyle starts going into like a wraparound of questions, similarly to the way that he did Allison. Maybe not necessarily about sexual preferences, but similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she feels some type of way because a lot of them aren't really speaking up for her while she's being attacked mm-hmm. by Kyle. And Tiffany says that she doesn't really want to give her a chance. And then Kyle's like saying, well, I'm, I'm throwing shade at her. But what I will say is that it looks like Kay can handle her own. Yeah, and I really like the fact that she was like, went to the Twitter con and be like, you know, you're not going to punk me. Right. And, you know, going back, though, this is kind of, it's on the top of the kind of random. I really, I'm annoyed by Tiffany, though. I don't know, like, why. Because <laughs> she told I us that annoyed. she was known to be the stuck-up girl, but she's yeah. really not. And here we are still seeing her. And again, I know I said this last time, but like, uh, I, again, like, we're not seeing any, like, I feel like she's always the side, I'm not even sure, she's the sidekick to someone, or the, I don't know, side piece. She doesn't give main character yeah, energy. it's like, first, when she came on the show, it was, she was into Brandon and her competition with Terry for Brandon's affection. And now she's under, well, I don't say under, that's wrong, but she's with um, Chris, Chris now, and then they're trying to, will they, won't they thing, like... I feel like we've seen every other, everyone else have some type of- Individuality. Yeah, an opinion on things with her. It's just more like, I'm pretty and you know, everyone else doesn't like her. So yeah, I agree. I'm also not gonna like her. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna need her to- Have individuality, think on her own, you know. Mm -hmm. I think the only person who has the ability to think on their own, who really does beat what do you call it march at the beat of their own drum really is allison mm-hmm. i don't think that allison is trying to conform to be anything that she's not mm-hmm. even though like i said i do struggle with do i like or do i not i don't yeah. know but i will definitely say that allison does hold her own mm-hmm. i wish that she knew how to throw shade a little bit better like when people are attacking you honey you need to be able yeah. to but that's a hard skill to learn it is can't, no, not everyone can it, do it. no <laughs> like milan and i would say milan too how dare i skip mm-hmm. you know milan definitely you can tell she doesn't care what other mm-hmm. people think about her she definitely is her own person but i think that chris kyle paul and tiffany are all kind of depending on each other and mm-hmm. they don't really have the ability to think on their own or to have opinions on their own and this is the thing like just because one of your friends feels some type of way about someone mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to out of the convenience maybe do it based off of like personal yeah you know experience or you know and i want to ask you like before now that Kay's here, we're seeing like the start of a new chapter, I guess, of this show. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your opinion, like, of the current roommates now. Do you think like they are cool in terms of them just getting along with one another, or do you just feel like it's still like these people are just randomly put in the house? I think there's still going to be tension because of Brandon and Allison. Mm-hmm. I think they're always going to be ostracized. Ostracized. Why well, can't say that word from the rest of the group? Um, And I think that if anything, things are about to get worse because when Kyle decides that he's going to attack somebody, Mm -hmm. I don't think he knows how to let up. So I feel like we're going to see some interesting dynamics between Mm -hmm. um, Kay and Kyle. But I am curious about 
how will that dynamic affect the rest of the group? Will mm-hmm. they be able to think on their own and give yeah. her a chance? And again, like we, I know, like again, this literally is like the housewives, like the Nini, and then I feel like Kate is the candy mm. <laughs> in terms of like, you know, you're not just going to say whatever me and me not saying anything right. back. Like, again, like Kyle knows how to pick the person he can push those buttons. And mm-hmm. like Nini, I know we're talking about it, but. Again, there's so many similarities to other shows too, like how Mimi picks on Kim. And I don't really like Kim Zosiek as a person. No, but when but she, she had that early season, she yeah, definitely- Yeah, she knows how to get a Kim because she knows Kim's not gonna do She's not gonna fight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- Yeah, she'll just go get dynamic. Troy to call, you know, <laughs> grab her purse and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, it basically ends with the music, dun, dun, dun. We see Kay and Brandon's back and forth, like facial yeah. expressions, whatever. So, winners and losers. I mean, I feel like the loser was the loser or losers were easy for me, but the winner was pretty hard. I'm gonna go with the losers. Wait, I want to know what made the. It was hard for me because like there were some people that I respect that they gave, they were open, but I didn't really like their energy and their. Mm, I already know your answer. Continue. So I'm gonna just do losers to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. So my losers are Brandon. I think, like, we was the last episode for obvious reasons. Brandon needs to just stay in the loser seat. Like, he's not getting out. You might as well put on the um, seatbelt because it's going to be a wrong. He couldn't just admit to what he did. And even if he didn't remember, he should have just taken accountability if everyone's telling you, bro, you the one that did it. You know, you let that shit stink up in the house. Mm -hmm. And, oh. I was just going to say, all I can think about is that they're going to go to Key West, and when y'all come back, the essence of that throw up is still, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but before I go on vacation, I like to clean up the house so that way when you come back, mm-hmm. it's like it's clean. Mm-hmm. It feels like, oh, I'm, you know, there's no place like home. When they get back, I'm sure the essence of that throw up is going to stay in there for a while. But Unless continue. the BET production hired a crew. And they probably won't. It's <laughs> and then my other loser is Kyle. And the thing is, I want to put him as a winner because I do respect the fact he was open about his eating disorder, dealing with bulimia. And I respect that. Like, it does take a lot. So I would never deny that. Right. But again, I feel like the way he treated Kay just, again, just turned me back around. Be like, his attitude is just so disgusting. And again, I understand that I can empathize with him that he's been through a lot and is currently working through stuff. Because But it's not an excuse to be an asshole to people. And... And yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, because you know that you have self-confidence mm-hmm. issues, then if anything, you should be trying to lift other people up because you know what it feels like to be down. But instead of you doing that, you're taking an opposite approach. And mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. But continue. Yeah, it's very grimy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, Almost hypocritical yeah, in some and, sense. inappropriate in general. Yeah. Um, so he's a loser because he needs to be better with his communication and also deal with his own like self demons, yeah, battles, whatever, mm-hmm. self esteem issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming we had the same loser, as, or did you have any other? You ways? know, it's Brandon. <laughs> it's only Brandon. Brandon gonna be a loser yeah. until this season finale, unless he get kicked out. He need to get kicked out. If I watch this and he don't get kicked out, I'm going to feel some type of way because his ass been needed to go. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when Terry was kicked out, his ass should have been kicked out too because he is a problem in this motherfucking house. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the throw up should have been enough for him to be a damn um, whatever. Eliminated. He eliminated. <laughs> um, for me, I think my other winner would be your loser? Are we doing winners? Brandon is a loser. Okay, I so mean, I don't winners. have... Okay. Kyle's a loser in general, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still haven't gotten over his ad, knees being ashy last episode, you know? But, um... Sorry, your winner. 
my only winner is actually going to be the new girl, Kay, because it has to be a very difficult situation because no matter who they brought into that house to replace Terry, it was going to be difficult, especially at and with the time in which they did it. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's already created somewhat of a bond, but I don't even think they're that close yet. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing that's crazy to me. They don't seem like they're really bonding like that. Right. Except for, like, sexual tension between Tiffany and Chris. But, like, y'all are not that close for y'all to feel like y'all can't mm -hmm. get to know somebody else. And Kyle over here acting like I'm already cool with all these people. You're only cool with Chris, for real, for real. I mean, you talk to the other ones, but mm -hmm. you've literally gotten into argument with yeah you know a few of them and while this is episode seven like is it filmed like within like so these are seven episodes not like it's every it's not by the week it's by the few days right so like remember episode one was like that night trying to figure out the two. continuity yeah so i want to assume they're like we're on episode seven but there may be like two weeks within the house yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I can't see it being... And that's another thing, too, I was thinking. I was like, when the fuck do they do homework? I only seen them on the computer to do homework yeah. one episode, and that was um when Terry was obsessing over Brandon, and he came back from school. But I don't see them mm -hmm. going to school, and I don't see them studying. So this must be a weekend. Last few oh, episodes must have... Not them doing, like, a network TV where they show kids not doing homework. Yeah. Doing other shit. And how the hell y'all got time to go on vacation? Y'all taking on online classes? Like, I'm trying to figure this out. But anyway... <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. Anyway, um... But, um Kay was my only winner. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I really want to give the title to Kyle for being very mm -hmm. vulnerable, which I do respect. Even at the end, they did like a PSA, like if mm -hmm. you or anyone that you know um, suffer from like an eating disorder, like I'm grateful that y'all did that. But to me, BET is the winner for showing that and, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever. But for me, the winner is Kay, because like I said, it has to be difficult coming into mm -hmm. a new group of people who... And I say this loosely, loosely bonded with each other mm -hmm. and to really be singled out and picked apart, especially with Brandon. I'm um, sorry, not Brandon, Kyle. But mm -hmm. the thing that I liked is that she's not afraid of him. You can see that she's not backing down. And mm -hmm. even though she doesn't have the support of people and why would they support you? They don't really know you yet. Yeah. Um, actually, they should, though. Tell them, like, Kyle, why are you don't, you know. But, but that's yeah. the thing. They never like hold Kyle accountable for never. what he does never. what he says or like not putting lotion they'll just knees. laugh and a lot I know we talk about I, I understand sometimes laugh, la laughing is, could be a sign of like just awkwardness or nervousness but it's like still you could be like look Kyle chill like stop mm -hmm. right and they don't do that but maybe they're like, afraid of him Meaning, like, they just don't want to get into that battle with him. They're like, it's not mm. even worth me. Because I know if I speak up for him, now I'm going to be next. That's true. And then he says, see how I get in money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, for my winner, again, it was hard. So, I kind of agree with what you said with Kay. Mm -hmm. um, that was a good one. I didn't even think about that. But for me, I kind of put no one. But then I put Chris a little in, like, parentheses. I, that's rare, but I only said that because he supported um, Kyle in terms of him opening up about his yeah. eating disorder, and I really did appreciate that and didn't really judge him for it. So I would give him kudos. But that is a small... I said a little because, I mean, that was really it. But I would say, honestly, no one. I'm going to piggyback, <laughs> though. For me, what made Chris a winner was when he forced Brandon. He's like, no, nah, you need to get up. You need to go down there mm -hmm. and clean it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give him that, too. And I, like you said... He was a good friend to Kyle to kind of like, and also Paul, because Paul, mm. he went and snitched as he should have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we had some winners, but nothing like super profound. Yeah. No stood out. yeah. The losers definitely stood out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
All right, well, before we go, I wanted to do a new thing where we try to think of a positive word. Wait, you what know, are our ratings? Oh, yeah, rating. yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to give this thing probably like a 7.8. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Damn! I think it was really good even through all the bullshit. I think a lot of stuff was talked about that we didn't expect. And just add the new girl, new roommate coming in the house, it's going to add some more, like, drama that we probably want to see <laughs> so i think i rated it kind of low because i really could have done with the all of the throw up they could have showed it one mm. time just to show us that it happened because i already hit like this was just a very pukey episode yeah. and i was kind of <laughs> over it okay so. now as i was saying you guys <laughs> i like to introduce um or, or try to start a tradition where we try to end it off on a, a good positive note so, Ray, do you have anything on your spirit that you want to share with the world not you feeling overwhelmed like you don't want to say <laughs> nothing I would say that, you know, currently I've been really like thinking about life in terms of just like what I want to do. Is it because you have a birthday coming up? Yeah, so I'm about to be 30. And I know I, I don't I know life isn't in the 30. I'm not one of those type of people, but it's just really like putting things in new perspective and like, you know, I'm still young and I'm still, you know, have a lot have a lot you. yeah and i'm like i really want to invest in stuff i like to do mm. you know it's like i'm so grateful for my job because mm -hmm. i really don't want to lose it um we're in a recession yeah and you know i like the people i'm with and everything work with they're cool but you know it's just like seeing them like they really enjoy what they do like until they're passionate about they even put out and i just really don't have that within a job and mm -hmm. i haven't really had that honestly since college mm. like you know, I just been thinking a lot, like in terms of being happy, doing whatever. I haven't really done that since college, mm -hmm. and like the jobs that I've had, like I'll be happy mm -hmm. in the short term, but then like a few months or so, down, feel fulfilled. it'll be like, yeah, I'll be depressed or just sad, and it's just like the same, like a cycle. Mm. And like, for example, the job I have now, I feel like it's the, I think it's a job that I may, may do the most at, which I like. Mm -hmm. I think it's very helpful, but I feel also I'm feeling that cycle again mm. come back. And like more and more, I'm just thinking about things that that make me happy and trying to really invest in that. So that's why, like, you know, I always tell, you know, Lily, it's like I always look forward to doing a podcast Aww. because something I really enjoy is just mm -hmm. I can just let loose and be mm -hmm. myself without any constraints. Mm -hmm. Or like when I'm writing, like, it's just fun to just It's an like, outlet. It's an outlet. And I've just been thinking more so, like, as like, my birthday approaches that, like, really need to invest more in, like, Stuff that makes me happy. Mm. So I would tell everyone out there who's feeling maybe similar that you just make sure to do stuff that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like, I mean, if you're not happy in like your job or current situation, that's fine. But also if you have the privilege or opportunity, I would make, I would just tell everyone to just like explore their interest or passion, do what they want to do because you know, it's already hard out here, you know. Lace and life capital, is short. Yeah. Capitalism is awful. Mm, uh, mm. And it's, you know, it stresses out all of us out. So I feel like it's, uh, at least the one thing we at least can do is have like something we love to do without even have to worry about like how to, pay, you know. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> find a nice work-life balance. Exactly. I yes. guess that's all I'm trying to say, but still, like, I want to just kind of put that out there because it's just been on my mind recently. Well, I'm glad you shared that with the people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I know I'm not alone. And you're not. Well, go ahead and send us off. Oh, so that wraps up this episode of Messy Reality Breakdown, the podcast where we break down our favorite reality shows in the name of fun, shade, and the splash of messiness. Follow us on IG and um, subscribe to us, our podcast, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And now. And YouTube. We currently have two videos out. We hope to post more videos like this week or, you know, soon. So please check that out. 
And I want to thank you all for listening. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.